in reply to the hundred or so rebuttals I received over the years, insisting that Yahushua fulfilled the law so that you wouldn't have to, I'll repeat again here what I've been telling everyone. Best to give Matthew chapter 5 another read, because that's not even remotely close to what he said. Over the following several minutes, revisiting the actual words of Messiah in Matthew chapter 5 is precisely what I intend to do. Seriously, Christians wield that passage as a weapon while slinging it from the hip. It's constantly misfiring. What they ultimately mean is, Yahusha fulfilled the law so as to do away with it once and for all. They've been given a license, and they're freed to go about sinning. But that's preposterous. If it were even true in the slightest, then he could not possibly be the Messiah, as Torah is eternal and cannot be overturned, not even by death and resurrection. Why would Yahuwah the Most High Elohim ever send his only begotten son to undo his work? The answer is, he wouldn't. There is only one instruction manual in set-apart living, and that is Torah. Anyhow, let's get to it. Think not that I am come to destroy the Torah, or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Matthew 5.17 There it is. Everybody loves to quote from the end of the sentence in order to prove the Torah observant in error while totally neglecting the build-up. I therefore pulled the trusty highlighter out so that you can see the it for yourself. Or if you're not reading the article, you can just listen. I marked it up in yellow and red. Messiah begins by telling us what not to think, that he has come to destroy the Torah. He says so right here, think not that I am come to destroy the Torah. A lot of good that does, apparently, because the goyim here destroy Torah and run with it. He even says it twice, just to be certain that nobody misquotes him. Oh dear, so much misquoting going on. It's the little details. You will tell me I'm the one reading it all wrong. Messiah came to fulfill the law so as to do away with it, or in the very least free you from having to pay it any mind. Isn't that the same thing as destroying it? It is. This isn't Burger King. You can't have it your way. Freedom to send may be Christianity's gospel, but it certainly isn't Yahusha's gospel. If he is showing how it's done by fulfilling the Torah, then you can't very well follow him by being willfully disobedient to it, can you? What happens to sheep when any number of them hear their master's voice, but then walk off in the opposite direction? Think long and hard on that one. Take all the time you need. Continuing. For, amen, I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one yod or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the Torah, till all be fulfilled. Matthew 5.18 Sounds serious. If Yahushua were trying to fulfill Torah so that you didn't need make an effort, then he didn't do a very good job of the book burning, as heaven and earth are still present. Don't believe me? Do me a favor and look out your window. You may have to lift the blinds. Mm-hmm. Just as I suspected. Earth and sky accounted for. Sounds like not everything has been fulfilled yet. It's probably a good idea to read Torah then. You know, 
give the instruction manual the old college try. Find out what it says. Figure out how to be set apart. Which reminds me, Yahusha is quoting from Deuteronomy, last book in Torah. Many have commented upon the fact that it was his favorite read, as he pulled from it often. Let's find out what it actually says then. See, I have set before you this day life and good, and death and evil, in that I command you this day to love Yahuwah Elohika, to walk in his ways, and to guard his commandments, and his statutes, and his judgments, that ye may live and multiply. And Yahuwah Elohika shall bless you in the land, whether you go to possess it. But if your heart turn away, so that you will not hear, but shall be drawn away, and worship other Elohim, and serve them, I denounce unto you this day, that ye shall surely perish, and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether you pass over the Jordan to go to possess it. I call the heavens and the earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your seed may live, that you may love Yahuwah Elohika, and that you may obey his voice, and that you may cleave unto him, for he is your life, and the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which Yahuwah swore unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Yaakov, to give them. Deuteronomy 30, 15-20 What I should have done is started out a few verses earlier, as the greater context is given, and it's spectacular. Perhaps we will end on a high note then, but no promises. Kind of strange, though, that Yahuwah, the Most High Elohim, would command that we walk in His ways if we wanted to choose life and good rather than death and evil, and that Yahushua would come to live it out as an example, but He wouldn't expect us to do the same. Even worse, that He would have somebody else show up afterwards to free us from it. Telling me you can choose the path of death and evil while expecting a different outcome based upon the right sort of belief is the definition of insanity, as the instruction manual for the coming kingdom tells us the complete opposite is true. And anyways, you should have little trouble seeing precisely what Yahushua meant when he referenced heaven and earth. They are witnesses against us. The Torah abides. That's the very reason why Yahushua came to testify to that fact, just as the prophets had done, and live it out, of course. What's stopping us from doing the same? Continuing, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew five seventeen through 19 it's really rather straightforward, and it's quite difficult indeed to read this in any other light. Look, if you want to be the least in the kingdom of heaven, go ahead and commit the most minor of sin and then teach others to do the same. Here's one. Eat pork. Here's another. Snub Sabbath, why don't you? Not that I'm teaching you to commit either deed. I'm simply giving a couple of examples which are easy to follow, but which the shepherds of our flock ritually teach us to break. Notice how Yahushua didn't make any distinctions between the ceremonial and moral law, and he wouldn't, as those are man-made categories. 
Before you attempt to explain how the Messiah's words don't actually apply to you, as you obstinately choose to remain goyim due to the fact that the law was never intended for anyone but children of Abraham, Yahusha tells us the context, and that is whosoever. You will ask me to better define qualifiers of whosoever. Not a problem. That would be anyone and everyone hoping to make it into the kingdom of heaven. And as we have already established, whether Goyim or Yahudim, there is nobody alive, nor has there ever been, who is exempt from the witness of heaven and earth. And besides, Revelation tells us the same. Yohanan seemed capable of connecting the dots better than anyone, because the qualifier for those written in the Book of Life, accordingly, doesn't veer an inch to the left or the right of what Yahusha has already stated. Here is the patience of the set apart. Here are they that guard the commandments of Elohim and the faith of Yahusha. Revelation 14.12 Before I am told faith in Yahusha is enough, I will advise you not to separate the actions from the testimony of Messiah, specifically doing what he told us to do. The narrow road is one which entails faithfulness. And anyways, it says right here, faith in Yahusha means guarding the commandments of Elohim. Brings his testimony into better focus, don't it? You will tell me Torah is too impossible of a burden and that it was never intended to be followed. But that is not what Messiah actually says. Several chapters over in Matthew, he tells us, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Says it all right there, probably quoting from Deuteronomy again, and in so many words, he is. Before finishing, I said I would give greater context to Deuteronomy chapter 30, which, in turn, gives even greater context to Matthew chapter 5. Well, it's about that time. I see the finish line. Let's push through with whatever strength remains and read from Deuteronomy again. For this commandment which I command you this day, it is not hidden from you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who shall go up for us to heaven? and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea, that you should say, Who shall go over the sea for us, and bring it unto us, that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very nigh unto you, in your mouth, and in your heart, that ye may do it. Deuteronomy 30, 11-14 Make all the excuses you want. Explain it away with a certain apostle. Or your favorite doctrine. But anyone who chooses to forsake Torah or claims its commands are simply too unbearable has just been exposed. It's a heart issue. <laughs>